Burlesque Stripped Down, episode number 13. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Velvet O'Claire here, your guide through all of the secrets, the saucy secrets, and the sexy secrets of the ladies and gents behind the tassels. Today, I have another two-for-one. Aren't you excited? We have two of the fabulous Distress Dolls joining us today, Miss Coquette Rouge and Ali Boubois. So stay tuned when we get into that interview. First couple announcements. As you may know, we are in the middle of Authenticity Month. So all of our interviews and my Hot Tips episodes are dealing with that. Of course, Mondays, you can get these interviews with burlesque stars. And Thursdays, you get my two cents uh, in these Hot Tips episodes. So we've been talking all about authenticity, staying true to yourself as a performer, as a person, and in your dealings with others. Last week, I gave you some real um, uh, solid tips, hopefully, hopefully they are, some real tips on creating a brand for yourself and marketing yourself and creating this, um, maybe a persona or a, a brand for yourself that is authentic and true to who you are. And then this week, I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable as we talk about vulnerability and confidence and uh, how those are kind of intertwined with being authentic. So that's coming up this Thursday. You definitely want to check that out. And then next week, I've got an interview to kind of round out our interviews this month with Miss Ariel Helvetica. So that'll be our very, actually, not only of the month, but of 2015 as well. Yeah, time flies, ladies and gents. It flies when you're having fun. Speaking of having fun, this interview was a blast to do. These girls make me laugh like none other. So let's go ahead and get right into it. The Distressed Dolls with a couple fun, sexy surprises. All right, ladies and gents. Well, I have two of the Distress Dolls here with me today. That's Distress. That's Dress with a D. Thank you very much. They are based out of Indiana. Now, the Distress Dolls are a nice cocktail of burlesque, theater, dance, music, and comedy. They are here on this earth to enthrall the masses. And I have the beautiful Miss Coquette Rouge, who is an Indiana native with the soul of a New Orleans girl, and Miss Ali Boubois, who is a Wisconsin girl with the soul of a nerd, who is you know, close after my own heart. I will have to talk about that a little bit later as well. So welcome, ladies. How are you doing? Fantastic. Good. I'm so glad to hear it. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad to have you on. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, why don't you take a few seconds, say hi to everybody, and kind of fill in. I, I just kind of did a general little intro there. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Coquette Rouge, and I was born and raised in Indiana. And I started dancing, what, March 2014? And since then, I have fell in love with burlesque. My first burlesque show was actually in New Orleans, which is where I saw the art, fell in love with it, was totally, entra- totally enchanted by it. And since then, it's really been, you know, what I spend my time doing what I love to do. I am Ellie Boubois. I um, found my love of burlesque at church camp in high school. <laughs> okay, we're going to need to hear that story. Um, I, I found my love for burlesque at church camp in high school by watching a documentary on the late, great burlesque performers, and I was completely in love with it. I met the Distress Dolls at um, one of their very first performances um, at a place called the State Theater, which is um, in downtown South Bend, Indiana, um, where I was showing my art, and um, I saw them perform and fell in love with these girls, um, and also the fact that they bought quite a few of my paintings that night. Um, and I have been performing with them since June of 2014, and have absolutely loved every single moment of it. 
Great. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you. It's always nice to chat with um, fellow, especially, you know, we've had a lot of, um, I've had some Parisian performers and some UK performers, and I always like getting a couple other fellow Americans to hear about how the scene is in different places throughout America. So that's great. Um, we're going to get into kind of some of your stories um, and everything as well. But first, I'd just like to hear basically to get us started off, what is the one thing that you girls have going on, whether it's uh, kind of with your troupe or more personally uh, on a performer level, what is the one thing you have going on that you're most excited about right now? I would say I am most excited about getting my website up. I've been applying to different festivals to do different burlesque things, such as like Naked Girls Reading and Dr. Sketchy and just really performing in different places and meeting different different burlesque performers, you know, and getting to talk to them on Facebook, too. It's so amazing to, to see these people and talk to them. So that's kind of what I'm most excited about is getting out there and finding different places to perform. I recently performed in Milwaukee um, with the Dead Man's Carnival. Um, and that was the first time that my boyfriend stripped along with me. Uh, my boyfriend Ooh. is going by the name Dr. Penrose, and uh, he is starting to um, do his own solos with the Distressed Dolls with our upcoming show at the end of January. Um, and what's also very exciting is we are planning on launching a burlesque-themed YouTube nightcap that we will be doing hopefully once a week. Um, and, uh, you can find that by checking out, uh, YouTube, um, and just look up Dr. Penrose and Ali Bubois. And, uh, I'm also very excited to try to branch out and to perform with other, um, with other troops and with other, um, festivals, hopefully. Um, I also do pinup contests and, um... I'm going to be exploring doing cosplay next year as well. One of our fellow distressed dolls has got me running with the idea of doing some different shows um, with some of the different uh, comic book conventions around this area. Very, very neat. That's awesome. You got lots going on there. I think it's really cool. I mean, I'm interested to hear about kind of your, you know, your boyfriend performing. Do you have any gentlemen in the group right now, or is he? Would he be the first? Uh, we have had uh, male performers in the past. But I think that he's probably the more dedicated of them, in a sense. And that's not to, to say anything bad about the guys who've, who have been in this. But, like, I think he might be the first one to fully drop it, drop down to his drawers. <laughs> gotcha. It's <laughs> a matter of speaking. <laughs> Very good. And how is it to, um, you know, you said you did a performance with him already. How was it? Because... If, if anyone was listening to when we interviewed the Saucy Pair a few weeks ago, we talked to them and they're, of course, it's a male-female duo, but they're not together. And so we were chat. I was chatting with um, Jove about that, about how it would be a little maybe bizarre to be performing with a significant other. So how did you find that, Allie? Um, I have been with him about the same amount of time that I've been with the dolls. So he, our relationship has kind of evolved as I have evolved myself as a performer and um, we have then evolved as a couple. And I, I absolutely love it. He is such a fantastic partner in crime and in every aspect of my life. Um, it can be very stressful at times because I do have to remind him every once in a while that, all right, now it's time to have boyfriend time. You are no longer my business partner <laughs> right now. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I imagine there's all sorts of dynamics um, on stage and off stage when you're working with uh, <laughs> working and living or, or being with someone in such close proximity. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. 
And and Coquette, have you ever done any uh, duo acts at all? Because I, I personally have not. I've only ever done solo acts. I did. We did a pop culture show, and I did a duo act with someone who's not I'm not my boyfriend, but I did Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey routine with him. Oh, my it goodness. Hot. It was handcuffs and <laughs> whips, and uh, I had a blindfold at one point. It was made out of a tie because of the book. And how did you find uh, that the dynamics working in a duo? You said he was it wasn't your boyfriend, but it was another person. Did you know him outside of this, or was it kind of um, uh, here, here, meet so and so? You guys are going to do Fifty Shades of Grey together. <laughs> I knew him some because he he's friends with some of the other people in the troupe. I had another male who was going to do it, but he didn't really fit the part, and I don't know that he he was real comfortable getting on stage. So I just asked him, and he was like, "Cool," and he totally fit the role, and it was. It was hot. People still, it was what, September of 2014, and people still talk to me about that act. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) That's honestly one of my favorite things about burlesque, is because I can go up there on stage as Allie, and completely be flirtatious and flaunt whatever I want, and, you know, sort of have that other realm, whereas when I'm at home, I am Allison, and, you know, you you don't have that same dynamic. So it's kind of fun just to to have that moment of like, well, I am this flirtatious being because that is who my character is. Very interesting. Well, and that actually brings me to another question. I mean, you kind of just answered it, but do you both kind of have specific like performer characters? Like when you are Allie or Coquette, you are a different person than when you're your normal self completely. I think the whole truth would agree that I am definitely different on stage. I'm actually yes. by pro- by profession, I'm a paralegal. Oh, okay. Everything has to be very straight and very tight, and everything has to have its deadlines. So for me, when I become coquette, I get to leave all of that behind and uh, in court and have to do all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, I get to be a totally different person. And what's great is that the job that I have and the firm that I have, they're supportive of it. So um, I really love it because I get to leave that whole court world and all that stuff that goes on behind and become her. And she can be, you know, as, as shy and, oh, I don't, if I'm still shy, but as shy and reserved as I can be, Coquette is flirtatious and gorgeous, and she will pretty much do whatever she needs to do. So, um, and I really love that I can become that person. And she's really helped my confidence, because before burlesque, I don't think that I was a very confident person. But since I started, I've become much more confident in who I am. Um, I've become more, Even at work, I've become more confident when I'm talking to people, and that's all because of burlesque. I just become more sparkly and flirtatious, <laughs> more so than I am normally. I'm usually a very loud, bubbly person. <laughs> I, I'm an artist um, in real life. I'm I'm a very bright, colorful <laughs> person, so I'm I'm mostly the same. I'm I just become that that louder version of myself. Yeah, that's I, I, that's one of the reasons. I mean, I say this every episode. I feel like every episode I have a new reason I love burlesque so much. But I mean, it's so true how it kind of brings out parts of you that you kind of don't always get to showcase in everyday life, which then in turn affects you in everyday life. It doesn't make us our burlesque characters in everyday life, but it does kind of. Like you said, Coquette, that makes you know makes you more confident, or makes you just kind of have a different uh, relationship with your own with yourself. Speaking of that, I mean, again, Allie, you, you mentioned finding burlesque when you were in high school, but how did each of you like? Yeah, I know. I actually like that part. You found it in high school. That's great. But like, what was there a particular moment for both of you when you just knew that it was the right thing for you? Not just that you were like, oh, that's cool, but like, this is what I want to be doing. I think it was that show that I saw in New Orleans, and I'm sorry, I get emotional about it sometimes because I didn't really want to go. I was like, ah, oh, it's burlesque. 
But I walked in there and I saw these beautiful women who were confident and amazing. And I knew that is what I wanted to do. At the time, there were no troops in South Bend, but I was going to find it. <laughs> and, um, I just, I love the city of New Orleans as it, just as a city. I love how they're not inhibited to see that. Um, it was just like a variety show. But for me, that was the moment. Like when I realized this is what they want to do. And I came personally from a very conservative background. Um, but for me to see them, but they were being classy. They weren't raunchy. They weren't, it was just very beautiful and classy. For me, that was just the moment when I realized that this is, this is where I want my life to go. Don't cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> emotional about that show and seeing them. And they were just, the way they handled themselves and the way they interacted with the audience and the way that they made feel everybody in the audience feel like they were special and they were dancing just for them. And I haven't gotten, I don't feel to that level yet, but someday I want to aspire to the level of those women. And, you know, I think also the greats out there who I think sometimes we forget that some of the women who dance burlesque early on went through a lot of turmoil. A lot of turmoil. They're called horrible names, but they kept on because they wanted this art. And so one thing I'm really passionate about is always honoring the legends. Always honoring Lily St. Clair, Gypsy Rose Lee, the people who went through a whole lot to bring this art and to keep it going. Always, always honor them. Always. Always remember, if you're doing Harlem Nocturne, remember the greats have done this this song. Remember that when you dance it. That's very true. No, I can see your passion about that. That's really, and that's really a good point. A good point to make. We sometimes get so wrapped up in doing our own things that we forget kind of the history that's in our art form. So I've always known that I want to do burlesque. As soon as I figured out what it was called and what it was all about, (laughs) I will fully admit that. As like a 15-year-old girl, I was just like, just the classic allure of it and just that that ephemeral beauty like that you know that um is just you know always going to be just that that incredible like the the beauty and the poise and everything and it was just a matter for me of finding the time because i am i keep myself very busy normally and um finding the right troupe and as soon as i met the the dolls like i knew that these are the girls that I want to work with. These are the men and women that I want to be on stage with. And I'm so grateful for that because like looking back, I'm like, I I used to live in Milwaukee for several years and I feel like I sort of missed out on like not starting there. But at the same time, like I don't, I don't think that it was the right time for me. So I'm definitely Mm -hmm. so incredibly grateful to have found the dolls and to have started with them. Absolutely. I know what you mean. I mean, I've told this story before, but when I, when I first got together with Burlesque Moulin, I had similar thoughts. I was like, this is, you know, this is perfect. Like why? And I remember thinking vividly, like, why have I not discovered this before? Why on earth have I not done this already? It's like stripping on stage and being creative and being fun and doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, (laughs) where has this been all my life? But it wasn't the right time, clearly, you know, I mean, everything happens for a reason at a specific time in our lives. So um, we are where we are for, for a particular reason, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, and you, Allie, did you have a particular performer or a number that you saw either in person or on YouTube or anything that kind of inspired you? Well, I've had a Tumblr since mm-hmm. I was about 16, probably. <laughs> and so, of course, who do you see the most is Dita. So, of course, I was very much inspired by her. And um, like I said, I've always been interested in it. Um, My mom once pulled out, um, shortly after I started doing burlesque, actually, she pulled something out of my grandmother's um, box of pearls. My grandmother's passed a long 
passed away. Um, and she turns to me and she's like, Allison, is is this a pasty? So there may be this uh, sort of family dynamic to, like, why I've always sort of been drawn to this classic, um, the, the classic element of it. Um, I also grew up with um, a lot of clowns in my family. My mom is originally from Delavan, Wisconsin, which um, has a, a lot of clown influence from uh, Barnum and Bailey's up in Baraboo. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Because that was one of their um, training areas. And so there's still a lot of, um, like, clown and circus sort of um, stuff happening there. So I grew up with at least four professional clowns in my family. <laughs> and mm, I'm very wow. good at balloon animals also. I, oh, that has been something on my list but, for years. I've been wanting to learn how to make balloon animals. So um, I've, always, I've always been drawn to that very very traditional kind of vaudeville style of um, performances. And um, I, one of my goals for 2016 is also to try doing some sideshow tricks. I think I might start with Bed of Nails, but I really want to do more circus style stuff incorporated in a little bit. Because apparently I, I'm not not satisfied with just being tied up and spanked on stage uh, <laughs> as often as I am. <laughs> Well, we always need to broaden our horizons a little bit, right? <laughs> and what about you, Coquette? Is there a specific, um, you know, is there anything that you're kind of looking to branch out into? Um, like she, you know, she, Allie wants to do some more circus things. Is there something that's kind of appealing to you lately? Festivals and um, getting into more Chicago burlesque because we're so close to Chicago, about 90 minutes away. Mm-hmm. To at least going to more of their shows because there's so much oh, great yes. in Chicago. Gorilla Tango, absolutely awesome. I've heard such great things. I want to go to that. Godzilla, again, great, great troupe. Um, so I just, even if I just go and see um, Michelle Amores in Chicago, just, and taking more workshops and learning more and more about this art. Uh, can I please do a shout out for Tila Von Twirl and uh, the Silver Fox? Because they are, I met them when I was performing in Milwaukee. And they're they're awesome. They're both uh, Chicago performers, and um, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, the more I hear, the more it seems like Chicago has a really a, a fabulous is a fabulous place to be for burlesque. Oh. I mean, there's lots of great great things going on there. Uh, so Indiana, Indianapolis um, is about two and a half hours for us, also, um, and we've hung out a lot with the the Rockadella Review. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pepper Mills, there's just fantastic, like, um, things going on around us. And I, I feel like South Bend is such an interesting, almost epicenter, because we are respect up in the middle of this sort mm-hmm. of um, triangle of just amazing things going on. All right. Well, ladies, I'd like to, I'd love to hear, I mean, being a part of a troupe... I, Actually, let, let's start at the beginning. As far as the numbers that you have, you both have been performing for about two years, almost a year and a half. Um, how many different acts do you have? Do you have? Do you do primarily solo things or primarily group numbers, or how do you have that balance? Um, primarily solos right now. Uh, our troupe kind of lost its home at the State Theater, so we are working on getting back there, um, which it's an incredible, beautiful historical historic theater, probably about a hundred years old or yeah. so. And it's just an incredible theater. But and in the meantime, um, it's been has it been over a year now since yeah. we've been performing there. Yeah. Um. So we are we've kind of been um just performing at local bars and stuff. Um. Which are much smaller venues, of course. 
And um, having the limited space, we are also limited on um, the number of group numbers we do. Mostly the styles of our shows, because everybody gets one to two solos, and then at the end, we'll end with a group number. So what do you do, typically do um, as far as inspiration for new acts and things? Do you kind of work on that as, as a group? Do you get input from your, from your fellow troop members, or is it a very solo thing? And how do you kind of go about that? I think we've started a new program where you actually audition your piece about two oh. month and a half before. And that's not necessarily to get into the show, but it's to show that you have everything. You have your costume, you have your, your music, you have your choreography, so that we can tweak things. We can look at things and be like, oh, that didn't quite work out. Let's try that again. And we have that month, month and a half to work on it instead of auditioning it the week before and going, oh, this costume doesn't work. Now i got to scramble. But yeah, they, they give feedback, and we're all really supportive of each other. So so when they give feedback, it's not like, oh, that was really horrible. It was like, those are things you need to work on. So mm-hmm. And we're very supportive of each other, but we want to have the best show we can. And we want to show what burlesque is and what it's about. And about how many people are in your in your troupe? Eight. Are there eight about eight right now? Eight. Not counting Johnny, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it tends to fluctuate mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, life happens. Yeah. Life happens, mm-hmm. and sometimes Absolutely. people have to dip out to do whatever they need mm-hmm. to do, and that's, Absolutely. you know, that's a, that's a part of show business. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then on a more personal level, what do you typically, is, is there a place where your inspiration typically comes from, um, and how do you kind of go about creating those acts? My inspiration, I this, I'm creating an act to Etta James. This is a man's world because she's obviously a legend. And it came from the dress. I have this beautiful black and red dress. And I said, I have to do something with this dress. And that song just fit. And I started just um, listening to the song over and over again and looking for those stripping points and looking for what she is really saying in this song and how to portray that on stage. So that, I think, is my inspiration is the music. Yeah, I would definitely say that that music is a key factor a lot of times um, because we... We've been really good as a troupe to sort of give a give kind of a layout of what the the overall year calendar looks like, so that mm-hmm. we can start brainstorming these different shows. Which I'm very glad that we're doing, especially with having as much going on as I currently do, and probably will have more with this next coming year. Because I'm like, all right, I want to I want to do this, this, and this. And for me, a lot of times when I'm in my painting studio, um, I'll have music or podcasts, of course, like um, Less Trip Down. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll have those playing. And, you know, if I have an idea sort of like in the back of my mind and have a song that completely um, sort of catches that that theme of uh, style that I'm looking for, I then can sit down and um, dissect it and like... Coquette said, put in those different um, points of stripping and doing specific moves and gestures and faces. It's uh, kind of a whole array of different things. So. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm always interested to hear because I find that, and I've, uh, I've said this before, but that you know, burlesque oftentimes, if you're not part of a strong troupe like you, you girls seem to have, um, it's a very kind of lonely profession. You know, you go through the, this act creation very much by yourself a lot of the time and, and have to try to figure out what works and what doesn't alone. And so it's interesting to hear different people's stories about how they come up with these acts and how they kind of develop them into things that they're ready to perform with. So what do you think is the biggest misconception about you, whether it's something that's burlesque related, performance related, artist related, or just as a person in general? I think the biggest misconception about me is that I'm 
super uptight because I'm the one who always has the deadlines and always the one who's like, this has to be done now and we have to have this and we have to have that. Um, but I don't think that's really me. I think that's just how I think. Like I, I, like I said, I'm a paralegal. So everything in my brain works legally. But I think that's really a true. And then I'm extremely uptight, which can happen. But I think that's really a misconception. I think that's just the way that I make sure everything happens the way it's supposed to. Um, but really, I think I'm more a coquette than Jennifer at times. I know for me, because I am an artist, um, I and because I'm like this really nerdy person, I am a very, very goofy, silly person. Because I, I'm often just this this happy, bubbly person, when I then go into critique mode, um, people can often see me as a total bitch. And I'm like, no, no, I mean this in the most loving way. Like, let's, let's just sit down and talk about this so that um, we can really make sure that, you know, this expands even further and makes you just as awesome as you can possibly be, because I know you're awesome. Like, let's, let's do this together. <laughs> now, Coquette, earlier you mentioned honoring the heroes, kind of, or the, the classics of burlesque. Do you have a particular hero, either, and this is for both of you, um, either, again, within the burlesque sphere or a little bit bigger in your life? Fizzy Rosie. No hesitation. That is it. All right. Tell us why. I just, her story is amazing. And what she did for burlesque, and, you know, she had this mother who was just, overbearing but she still did it and at a time when burlesque was you know it was around but it was still wasn't the upheld thing that it is it she went through a lot and yet she still was a champion and a pioneer for this art form until the day she died she was and i just i read her book it's a great book american rose great book i just i love her i love i watch her it's hard to find stuff of her on youtube but you can find it but i just i absolutely love her absolutely love her that's cool what about you Allie? I, I know for me, um, I definitely have to to uh, throw it out that Dita is an inspiration. Uh, did you know that she's a Mich- Michigander, by the mm-hmm. way? I did Speaking not know that. Hers, um, hey. Just the poise and the, how, how she's kind of um, brought burlesque back in a sense. Yes. And that, that classic style. Um, I definitely have to say Betty Page. Um, I feel like my, my style definitely leans towards her. And I've had people actually be like, Hey, so I was watching this uh, documentary and Betty Page, and you remind me so much of her. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Um, and I would definitely have to say that our troop leader, um, the amazing Veda DeVille, um, has been such an inspiration um, because she she is the founder of the Distressed Dolls. Um, I know that she was not alone in, in doing that, but like she she really is such a, a pint-sized, uh, force-driving <laughs> individual and um she's always crazy busy herself and it's just so admirable as to how much like she pushes all of us and i i love working with her she's awesome (laughs) well i I like what you're saying too i mean it's great you know it's important to have you know our our big idols um on a pedestal you know the the gypsy rose lees the um the dita von of our lives right and then but it's great that you also have somebody a little more up close and personal that you can you know kind of look to directly and, and interact with as a hero too that's really cool so in your journey so far um as a performer in general as an artist or specifically as a burlesque performer have you had a particular worst moment where you just have thought maybe this is not the right thing i want to do maybe i'm not cut out for this 
just sometimes the rivalry um, in burlesque is is too much to take. We should all support each other. We all need to be behind each other. And no matter what, I don't I don't think that if Allie is successful, that takes away from my success. It only makes me more successful. Absolutely. And I, I agree fully that that's kind of what we kind of focus on. You know, I, I, we won't push too much into like the moment or anything like that, because that's not important. But I, I love what you take away from that, right? Like, it's really important that we all support each other. There's plenty of success to go around. Burlesque is popular enough that there's plenty of clubs that want to play us. There's plenty of nights of the week, even if there's only one club, there's lots of nights during the week. And um, one, like you, exactly. I love what you said. One person's success does not take away from another's. And there's so many different styles and varieties. Oh yeah. That, you know, it's like Neapolitan ice cream. Some person <laughs> may like the chocolate out of it. Some people may like the strawberry out of it and that's Okay. Hell yeah. We are all yeah. allowed to like our own different flavors yeah. and our own different styles. And, you know, working together should should be yeah. the main point of the Neapolitan ice cream. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> if another burlesque troupe comes into town and performs, we need to be the loudest in the audience, cheering them on and supporting them. Because, in honesty, they're supporting Woo. burlesque. So, like, if another burlesque troupe comes to town, I'm going to be, like, there's one coming on Monday. Beta's in it. And I'm going to be the loudest person in the audience cheering them on because all they're doing is helping burlesque. All they're doing is making burlesque better. So um, there's no reason. <laughs> can I state how excited I am to meet Go Go Amy? Because yes. There is, um, Sorry, I just kind of got Yeah, you. there's there's <laughs> called She's a Go Go that's going to be um, going on in South Bend on Monday. And they're uh, – that – that show is going to be all around the Midwest. So if anybody is um, hearing this at a latter point in the calendar, um, there's still possibilities of seeing it. And it's bound to be a really awesome show. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> um, our troop leader, Veda DeVille, is going to be in that one. So cool. And I, I love what you're saying. I mean, you're talking about this and I'm just, I'm nodding. Y'all can't see me, but I'm nodding vigorously. I'm like, yes, support each other. Be in the front row for those shows. Just because it's another troupe. Like you said, it's it's supporting the art. It's supporting our industry. And and the more we can support each other, the better. Oh, love it. I am all about supporting <laughs> yeah, any absolutely. shimmy. That's right. <laughs> Shimmies. Butts and boobs. It doesn't matter who they're Shimmy on. They're great. Right now. She is. Now, what about, to take this on a little bit happier No, what about a best moment? Have you had a particular moment where you're just, like, on, where you were on top of the world? I think in May, we did the Birdsell show. We did what we called Don't Dream It, Be It, and we teamed up with the Rocky Horror Troupe in town. Love Pop it. Oh, my God. What, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so good. You know, one, another girl, um, Delicious said to me right before we went on she said let's go have some fun and I really took it to heart and I had an awesome time I think it was the best I've ever performed and it was great I was like can I do it again <laughs> so, but um and I that was a great moment to team up with another performing arts in the area and show these two things they're shadow cast they're great they're called the hot patooties and um shout out to them because they are good friends and good supporters they're wonderful but, but, that that honestly was my favorite show that I have seen you perform Okay. Men. Um, I would say that my my biggest shining moment um, would be the show that I performed in Milwaukee in November, um, where my my little sister came out and saw me, and that was the first time a family member had um, come come out to show their support. It was also my first time working with a live band, which was crazy and hectic because you're dealing with 
so many people's different schedules and, you know, the crazy busyness of being performers. And it all came together in my absolute favorite show that I have ever been in. Like I met so many awesome people and I felt amazing and I felt so sassy. Like um, one of my um, more signature routines is a reverse strip. And um, with it, the first half, um, we hadn't, we hadn't been able to rehearse it. <laughs> um, I hadn't been able to rehearse it with the band. And so, um, I kind of spent the first half of the, sh- the routine sort of feeling it out, getting my feelers out, going through my moments, um, that, um, and interacting with the crowd as well, because that's one of my favorite things also is just interacting with the audience and hearing them hoot and holler. And, mm-hmm. I ended up not having time to put on my second glove. And I remember just looking down at it and looking at the audience with this very wonderful, (laughs) sassy glare and just being like, you know what? Forget it. Just threw it through it as I like walk off stage with a beautiful, elegant prince. (laughs) That's so fun. That's what is amazing about burlesque that you can just, if you mess up, man, you just, you can deal with it. You know, it's not like a, a you know, normal show or a musical or something where one misstep or one misnote can be, can throw everybody else off, can throw the whole thing off. You didn't have time. Well, you make it work. You kind of put something into it and, and connect with the audience in an even better way that probably the audience loved more than if you had done it perfectly. So to kind of continue on with that, and, and because, of course, as you know, uh, December here, we are in the middle of December, and it is Authenticity Month here on Burlesque Strip Down. We're talking a lot about really being true to yourself, being authentic as a performer and as a person. We talked about the imposter syndrome. We talked about defining success. Um, we've been talking about de- uh, creating a personal brand and, and doing things like with websites, like, Coquette, you mentioned you're developing your website, stuff like that. How do you... Do you have any strategies or anything specific or any stories, anything that you feel uh, you want to share about being authentic, either as a performer or as a person in general? I think one thing about being authentic is we, we do a lot of interacting with our audiences. We come out after the show and talk to people. And always during that time, always remember you have no idea who you're talking to. So mm-hmm. always remember, you have no idea what they've gone through. Like, I had a woman come up to me after um, our history show, because we did a show about the history of burlesque. We're also doing a talk tomorrow night about the history of burlesque. Well, Vita is doing a talk about the history of burlesque tomorrow night. But, um, we, are, we are currently, 2015 is the, mm-hmm. is a, the sesquicentennial of South Bend, Indiana. So uh, the entire theme of the year for the city has been um, uh, South Bend 150. So we did a history show to tie in with that. And um, I had a woman come up to me, and she just had a baby, what, a month before? And she started crying, and she said, because of you girls, I feel beautiful. Because of you girls. And I'm always like, you have no idea what someone's story is. So always be authentic to to people. Always be good to people. Just because you're the one on stage, always treat people in the audience with respect. Always say hi. Mm-hmm. remember they're your audience they paid to see you um and we've had other stories like that of people who have come around us who have just just you know issues with their body and one thing we preach is positive body image no matter what size you are you're beautiful we have all different sizes in the dolls we have all different sizes we have all different yes. ages yes. um delicious was mentioned earlier she is the I'm going to say the wisest yes. in the troop. I'm not going to say the oldest. I'm going to say the wisest. Um, she, she's kind of grandma. Yeah. 
and glamma. She, yeah, let's. I'm gonna go with glamma. Yeah, she's a glamma. I like that. <laughs> Highly appropriate for her. She's and glamour. she's been doing burlesque for for probably what like four years, four three years, years four years. years. Mm-hmm. And you know she does it because she loves it. Mm-hmm. And um, anybody in the troupe has had moments where mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, I look like what today? Mm-hmm. I do not feel cute. And and I definitely definitely would agree that um, just being very positive yeah. and just being being true to yourself also and just it just ha- emanating that positivity yeah. is something because you never know when it's going to come back to you because yeah. like um, I ended up adding somebody on Facebook because I liked their mustache mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his name is Professor Pinkerton. And he, he was like, Hey, I've, I actually, uh, do the show called Dead Man's Carnival. And I'm like, Oh, I've heard of you guys when, it, when I lived in Milwaukee. Um, and happened to mention that I was a burlesque dancer and just like, mm-hmm. you know, that cheerfulness, um, definitely catches people's yeah. eye or, um, you know, they, they definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I personally always want to leave with people. It was something that I always try to do in different apps and stuff is to give something away. I usually do like a quick little watercolor sketch and give it away throughout my routine. And um, just thank everybody for, for coming, for supporting local performers and just, just have fun. Being authentic. I think, um, I think always just remembering that the interactions you have, you never know where they're going to go. So, um, you know, you may talk to someone one day who may not have anything and then they're going to remember you. And, you know, like I talked to that one person who got us the show in March and, um, but that person remembered me because I walked up and I shook his hand and I'm like, hi, my name's Coquette. My real name's Jennifer. Um, hi. And he happens to be a lover, a lover of burlesque. So when it came time for him to have a show in town and he's a local perform like promoter, he had a show in town and he offered it to us because he remembered my name and who remembered me coming up to him at a show. And so he contacted me on Facebook and said, Hey, are your girls available to dance at this show? And that, that was, um, one of those moments when just remember every interaction you have could lead to something. They're going to remember how you treat them. They're going to remember if you act real snotty and uppity because you were on stage or if you're authentic and genuine with people, they're going to remember. And when they have an opportunity, they're going to remember how you treated them. Mm -hmm. So remember that. I would definitely agree with that. All right, ladies. Well, the next section we're going to talk about is um, what I like to call pick your poison. And I've got a couple, you know, quite a few different questions here. And I would just love to get to know you girls a little bit better just with some kind of random personal questions. So you can each answer separately um, and just go ahead and pick a number one through eight. Six. Oh, number six. She's very emphatic. Number six. All right. I would love to know what, madam, did you have for breakfast today? Oh, what did I have for breakfast? I'm not a breakfast eater. What did you have? Did you have wine? I didn't wine I was working today, so I did Oh, I have a banana every morning. What am I talking about? <laughs> and you can take that as phallically as you want. <laughs> there we go. She has a banana, people. She has a banana every morning. Wink. <laughs> I actually do um I Make my absolutely wonderful um, boyfriend, Dr. Penrose. Um, I 
I put, push him out of bed every morning and have him make me coffee. And so oh. I go go to work with a coffee in one hand and a banana in the other because um, banana with the potassium and all of that good stuff, the correct amount of sugars, um, is a great way to work up or uh, to wake up in the morning. Um, I also tend to have a, a full glass of water. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, I was trying to do some green smoothies recently, but there's just it's just so much work to do in the morning. I'm I'm half asleep. I don't have anybody got time for that. That is that is what boyfriends are for. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Thanks for the banana. <laughs> All right, coquette, go ahead and pick a number for me. Number one. Number one. Who's your favorite Disney character? I like Ariel because I'm a swimmer. And she, and she's hey, dressed I'm as a mermaid. mermaid. <laughs> I actually am. I'm about to go to my my work's holiday party, and um, I put on my mermaid leotard, um, made by a tutu for you two. Again, find her on Facebook. She's awesome. Um, she is awesome. A tutu for you two. Um, the two, like at the end, is also spelled T U. If Sufjan Stevens, um, who is a musician, for anybody who does not know, um, who sings a lot about Midwestern stuff as well, <laughs> um, if he can sing about a Christmas unicorn, then I think that I can pretty damn well be a holiday mermaid. Hell yeah, absolutely. You do it, girl. That's awesome. Have you seen? Have you ever seen the people who like are actually mermaids? Yes. Okay. Um, like, I actually have a friend who I worked with in Milwaukee who um, is a photographer who has worked with uh, the mermaids of Wiki Wacky, which is oh, the um, place done in Florida who yeah. has the mermaids. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. And now I'm seeing it more, like, there's more. I have a, uh, uh, an old colleague out in um, California somewhere, you know, and I see on Instagram all these pictures coming up, and I'm like, what? Like, you're a mermaid. And she's, like, having mermaid classes for kids. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's a thing? That's becomes, becoming so super cool. popular. Um, I want to say it's Wes Dallas in uh, Milwaukee, or just outside of Milwaukee, who actually does do, like, um, primarily for preteens. And, you know, the time, time when girls are really sort of... Um, evolving being in this prepubescent <laughs> stage and their bodies are doing all sorts of crazy stuff <laughs> um they're doing mermaid classes with the the latex or i don't think it's latex it's either latex or silicone but i feel like it's silicone because of allergens and stuff um but they're actually doing like the full tails and everything which is amazing i wish that happened when i was a kid that's what I'm saying. I would have been all over that when I was that age. Oh, that's amazing. All right, ladies. Well, our very next little bit, we're going to do our this or that section. So this is our quick fire round where I just have um, two options and you can pick whichever one you would prefer. Uh, I, I always say you can interpret these in any way you like. We have a couple of uh, dolls stepping in right now as <laughs> Oh, it's hello. Be pretty interesting. We have uh, Dr. Penrose. Hello, doctor. We've heard a lot about you. I, I don't know if that's a good thing, but <laughs> it's nice to hear your voice, too. And Carly Sin. So we're going to do this or that, and you can all four answer if you'd like. Oh. Just maybe not maybe not at the same time. Maybe one, two, three, four. We can do that. All right. So <clears throat> are we ready? Ready. Set. Go. Oh, there it is. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Pasta. Pizza. Pizza. Ah, day or night? 
Night. 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 <laughs> City or country? City. Country. Country. You're just saying that because you're from Oklahoma. <laughs> How about top or bottom? Top! Top. Bottom. I mean, I might as well go with bottom. She go went for top. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we might have some questions. But guys, we're just talking about bunk beds. It's nothing. Don't be crazy. You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with bunk beds. Yeah, that's it. Mountains or ocean? Mountains. I'd say mountains. I've never seen either in real life, so really? I don't know. I'm really tempted to say mountains, but I am a mermaid. I'm going to say mountains because they're so majestic. You're a it's true. I'm a, I'm a mermaid. If you were in Hawaii, though, you could have both. Oh, that's true. I've never been to Hawaii. There you go. Yeah, you can have both. Yeah, Classic or neo-burlesque? Classic. Classic. Neo. Honestly, I like a mixture of the two forms. I've never been anything other than really neo. That's my general performance style, so. <laughs> and then the dolls are teaching me classic. <laughs> And that is Harley Sin talking right now. Yeah. I came oh. from Nerdlesk, so everything I do is mostly Neo. So, how about Superman or Batman? Batman! Batman. Marvel. I, that was actually going to be my follow-up <laughs> question. I should have done that one first. <laughs> Definitely Marvel. <laughs> Wine or beer? Both! Just not the same night, because I... Mixed. Mm. Whiskey. <laughs> Wine. I'm with Harley. Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> sleep or sex? Both. Right now I want sleep. <laughs> sex. Sex. Heels or bare feet? Heels. Heels. Bare feet. Can I go with really? tennis shoes? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Heels, well, I don't like wearing shoes, so I kind of have to go with well, that's that. that's true. I have I no problem with I still was kind of heels. expecting you to say heels. <laughs> that would be an irony factor thing, though. Whatever. <laughs> How about, lastly, Chicago or Paris? Oh, I've never been to Paris. Yeah, that I'm... could be fun. I feel like there's still a lot to explore in Chicago, though. Yeah. I'd probably say Paris just because we're so close to Chicago, and Paris would be, like, the trip of a lifetime for me. Yeah, I gotta go with the city with the more history, so Paris for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell you what, I think you guys should have a road trip. Not road trip. What am I talking about? Oh, There's no road geez. between... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, a boat trip. You can get a little rowboat. And come on over to Paris when I'm back there, and we can have a little distress doll slash burlesque moulin little party happening. How about Amazing. That? Well, ladies and gentlemen, now that we have a gentleman, how do you typically uh, stay current on burlesque news? Are there any particular websites that you like to frequent to find out about things? Facebook. I see Facebook, mm. and I also frequent Burlesque Strip Down. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on making it a resource. I'm hoping to get kind of to that point. Are there any particular Facebook pages or groups, or do you just kind of have specific performers that you stay up with? I like burlesque at Big Brothers Big Sisters. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you can ask them. They're like full of ideas. Is that oh, Tiva Hollywood great. who mm -hmm. uh, runs that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she actually might be on my podcast coming up soon. Oh, we, we've been talking about trying to yeah trying to find a time to to record her. So keep an keep an ear out for her. Do you have any YouTube videos that we should check out? Either um, something you know from Distress Dolls or something you know uh, like we were talking earlier about our heroes and our inspirations for the burlesque. So Dr. Penrose, like I said, um, he and I are a dynamic duo, and he and I are going to be starting a nightcap um, YouTube series called A Nightcap with Dr. Penrose and Ali Boubois. Um, so you can find that in 2016. Fabulous. Awesome. 
Well, I will definitely link that up along with any other uh, links from this episode. If you're listening, you can find that at burlesquestripdown.com slash distress. And remember, that's distress, dress with a D, D-I-S-D-R-E-S-S. Okay. Well, ladies this and gentlemen, of course, this has been so much fun. Um, before we say goodbye, can just let us know. I know we have that YouTube uh, thing to check out. And is there anything else that we should look for on YouTube or um, to get in touch with you another way? Facebook. Facebook, absolutely. I have a website, coquetterouge.com. Um, the dolls, www.distressdolls.com. And I will have a YouTube. I don't think the video's up yet. But I also have Coquette Rouge's YouTube that you can look at. And absolutely, even if you just talk to us and say hi, we love those. So we love getting love letters. So, um, um, And for me, Harley Sin, it's H-A-R-L-E-E-S-Y-N. I'm on Facebook, and you can find... My performances at conventions on YouTube, just by searching my name, and with the Distress Dolls now. And I'm on Tumblr. You can find <laughs> Ellie Bubois on Tumblr as well, um, because I love I love Tumblr as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, as far as me, it's uh, yeah, face just Facebook. It's Doctor Penrose, P E N R O S E. Perfect. And as he likes to remind people, Ellie Boubois is a L L Y boobier. <laughs> it's spelled like boobier. Indeed. <laughs> but it's boubois. It's all fancy like and shit. <laughs> fancy and or sassy and classy. Or sassy, classy, sassy and classy. classy. Never trash. Sassy. <laughs> Our inside motto, sassy, classy, never trash. Guys, I'm <laughs> shimmying so much right now. She is. She has can we all just do one big shimmy all together, please, right now, Listeners. just to say goodbye. Hey, get in here and shimmy with us. Listeners at home <laughs> should be shimmying us. Yes, if you are listening, shimmy along with us to say goodbye. Thank you, ladies as ladies and gentlemen, as we're shimmying. Thank you so much for being on. We're even shimmying right here in Indiana. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being here, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank, thank you. So Mwah. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Distress Dolls. Not even one, not just two. We had three plus one of the Distress... How do we call the boy dolls? Are they still dolls? I'm not sure. I forgot to ask. I'm going to have to go back and call them again. I guess for now, we'll just have to call him a Distress Dude. (laughs) In any case, head on over to the show notes page to find any of those links that we chatted about. That's burlesquestrippedown.com slash distress. Dress with a D, D I S D R E S S. I hope you're enjoying Authenticity Month so far. We are right in the middle of it, and we're going to be continuing with three more episodes that are very important. So please do share with your friends, anybody um, that you think would enjoy these interviews or the hot tips. Send them our way. We'd love to have them join us uh, as listeners. And as always, please do send me some emails if you have enjoyed these and uh, have any input, uh, any thoughts about being authentic and how you manage to do it as a performer. I would love to hear from you. Velvet at burlesquestrippeddown.com. And with that, I will go ahead and sign off today. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I hope that you stay authentic and stay sexy. Sexy.